0: looking at Mark chapter 14, verse 43 through verse 52. A few weeks ago, we talked about Judas, this apostle of Jesus, who was truly uh, the devil in the flesh. I mean, this is a man who is willing to sell the Lord Jesus Christ for 30 pieces of silver, We talked extensively about how much that would be in our current market, about $168. So just consider that Judas is willing to sell his soul for just over $160. It's a pretty sad story, especially for a man who walked with Jesus, talked with Jesus, saw the miracles of Jesus, knew the prophecies of Jesus, and knew that the Messiah was standing right before him, but was willing to give up his soul for just a little bit of silver. It's a startling, startling story of Judas. And today we're gonna look at the moment where Judas actually comes And betrays the Lord Jesus Christ. The schemes have already been made. The plots have already went down. Everything is in the works. Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. Judas knows that Jesus frequents that place. Judas has been with Jesus to that place many times. If you go today to Israel and go to the Garden of Gethsemane, you can actually go into the cave where Jesus would have been praying. Uh, And it's 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 an amazing place to go and visit the olive trees that Jesus would have walked amongst. Um, are still there. They're over 2,000 years old. So it's an amazing place to go visit. But Judas, the Bible says, suddenly arrives, this is verse 43 of Mark 14, with a mob. And they had swords and they had clubs. And the chief priest, uh, they had come from the chief priest, the scribes and the elders. So so here they come. Uh, Maybe it's the temple police, maybe it's Roman soldiers, but they come out to this garden. And here's the Son of God. Here's the Lord of glory. Here's the one the angels worship. Standing in the garden. The hour has now come. Judas comes with this army. To arrest the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in verse 44. That Judas had given his his, uh, army a signal. The one that I kiss. He's the one. Arrest him. And take him away under guard. So when he came, he went right up to him and said, Rabbi. And he kissed him. Think about that moment. Judas walks into the garden. He's got the mob and he says, this is how you'll know. I'll give him a kiss. And when I kiss him, you'll know. And he walks up and when he gets to him, he kisses him on the cheek. And he calls him Rabbi. He calls him teacher. Think of this moment as Judas has stepped forward. And Judas has identified Jesus, and he calls him teacher. Perhaps this is why Judas betrays him, because Judas never knew him as Lord. You know, when you think back, contrasted against Peter. Yes, Peter is going to deny him, but Peter had called him Lord. Peter had said, where else will we go? You have the words of eternal life. But but Judas only knew him as the teacher. Judas only knew him as the rabbi. Judas, you could say, had a head knowledge, but he never had a heart knowledge. How many people there are today who have that exact same knowledge is up here, but is not down here. It's been said for so long that people miss heaven by 18 inches, that that's the distance between heaven and hell. And people say 18 inches, that's the distance between heaven and hell. How could you say that? Well, it's the distance between your head and your heart. Judas comes and kisses him and says, Rabbi, has, has any word ever been spoken uh, that, that's more uh, just more heart wrenching, heartbreaking than to hear Judas say this? The one who saw him walk on water. Judas, the one who saw him multiply the bread and fishes. Judas, the one who saw him open the eyes of the blind, open the ears of the deaf, make the lame to leak, knew the prophecies. And what is he doing here? But he's calling him Rabbi, not even calling him Lord, not even calling him Master, not even calling him Savior, not even calling him Messiah. What a sad, sad tale this is. And the Bible says... And when he kissed him, they took hold of Jesus and they arrested him. And one of those who stood by drew his sword. He struck the high priest slave and cut off his ear. So this is actually Peter at this point. So Peter actually takes his sword out. So he's got a sword. He takes it out and he actually strikes the ear of one of those who have come to Arrest the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we do not see this in this text, but we do see it in, in in other synoptic gospels that Jesus is actually going to pick up the ear off the ground, put it to the man's head, and his ear is going to be supernaturally reattached. And we know that that man's name was Malchus. But here's Peter. He's told Jesus he's not going to deny him. He grabs the sword, cuts off the ear. Jesus steps back and he says, have you come have you come out with swords and clubs as though I were a criminal to capture me every day I was among you teaching in the temple complex and you didn't arrest me but the scriptures must be fulfilled Jesus says every single day you had this opportunity but you never took it and now you've come out here as if I'm some kind of some kind of revolutionary some sort of criminal some sort of enemy of the state. Some sort of one who is rising up a mob. Some sort of one who's rising a riot and inciting rebellion. I've never done such a thing. All I've done is good. I've never sinned. I've never cursed. I've never blasphemed. I've never done anything wrong. All I've done is, is live a righteous and holy life calling people to a saving relationship with the Father in Heaven, restoring that which was lost. That The one you have so longed for, the one you have searched for, the one you have looked for is standing right before you. And if you would just receive me, I would be the Savior that you are looking for. I would be the Messiah. I I would be those things that you so desire. I would do that right now. But the scripture must be fulfilled. You see, there is no crown without the cross. The only way that you can be saved, the only way you can be reconciled to God is if I indeed go to the cross as the suffering servant. That is how I will fulfill my destiny. That is how I will fulfill God's predestined plan of salvation. That is how it will all come to pass. This is how God is going to reconcile the world to himself. I must go to the cross. I must suffer. I must die for the sins of the world. Scripture must be fulfilled. And they all deserted and ran away. Just like Jesus had told of his disciples that they would all run away. Now they all leave. Peter, he's gone. John, he's gone. Andrew, he's gone. James, he's gone. Nathaniel, he's gone. Philip, he's gone. Where are they at? They all scatter. They all run away. And the Bible even tells us here that a certain young man having a linen cloth wrapped around his naked body was following him. And they caught hold of him. But he left the linen cloth behind and ran away naked. That's an odd Two verses there, but it's actually considered to have been Mark himself that, that that the Last Supper was probably held in the home of Mark's parents, and he was just a young man, and he was this young man was inquisitive to see what was going on with Jesus, and probably followed him all the way to Gethsemane and watched the arrest go down, took off running because he was scared, and somebody grabbed his robe and snatched it off, and he ran home naked. And Mark is saying, I was there, I saw these things happen, I saw them go down, I watched it all take place, and this is how it happened. And so Mark is telling them how it all took place. And so friends, when we think about these things today, it's such a sad tale that Judas betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ. May it never be said of us. That when when we had to make a decision to follow Christ or to to sell him to our enemies. May it never be said of us that when it came down to it that we rejected Christ and thought the things of this world were more important than the things of heaven. May it never be said of us that we gave up everything, uh, our eternal rewards, in order to have pleasure in the here and now. Jesus has been betrayed and now Jesus is going to Calvary. In the next few days we're going to walk through Passion Week and we're going to or, or the day of the cross and we're going to see all the things that take place. I hope it's a reminder for you of the suffering of the Messiah. May God bless you and may you remember that forgiveness is found in the Lord Jesus Christ.